0: Hello everyone and welcome back to episode seven of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleece, and today we are going to be digging into the difference between health and weight and why this distinction is so important and how culturally combining the concept that we can judge someone's health by their weight has been a complete disservice and actually caused more harm than good. So if this excites you and interests you, keep on listening and let's jump right in. Really excited to start this discussion because for myself, for a lot of my life before I really started digging into this, I was part of the camp that assumed you could really tell someone's health based on their weight. I assumed that if someone was fat or obese, then naturally they were unhealthy and didn't care and weren't trying very hard. And if they were thin and fit, then they must be healthy and they must be happy. But The reality is, is we can't make judgments like that. And to assume that someone's body carries so much power over their health and their happiness, it doesn't serve what the deeper goal and issues are. So when we focus on health over weight, what we end up doing is we focus more on the habits in our life rather than the physical form we take up and do those habits in. We let go of the concept that our weight somehow determines our worthiness or the fact that we're allowed to show up and it shifts the purpose. We need to stop zoning in on people's weight and saying, hey, if you are having trouble being active or if your joints are hurting, just lose weight, just lose weight. So often there are deeper rooted issues. There are things that are being ignored. There are emotional things that need to be addressed. And so much of it is also connected to habits. What are the habits that they might be doing? Do you have a really thin person that doesn't eat a lot of nutrient-dense food and is very sedentary and someone who society might say is fat, who works out regularly and gets all their, you know, servings of fruits and vegetables, we aren't asking the right questions and we're making a lot of assumptions based on people's bodies. I wanted to share a few statistics in this episode because I do think that facts are important. And I think if you've watched anything in the media, ever about, you know, weight and obesity, we refer to it as this obesity epidemic. And actually a figure that was shared was that more than 400,000 Americans die of overweight and obesity every year. And they were saying this could soon surpass smoking as the leading cause of preventable death. I mean, that's a huge number and that's a scary number. But an updated federal report actually acknowledged that the analysis suffered from computational errors. And after they went back through using better methodology and newer data, they were able to reduce this number an estimate 15-fold, determining that obesity and overweight were only associated with an excess of about 26,000 annual deaths, far fewer than guns, alcohol, or car crashes but was that really shared? Did that really go around? No, because it doesn't serve the cultural purpose of making you insecure if you realize that obesity isn't necessarily the epidemic that we claim it to be. Yes, people are getting fatter, but it isn't the epidemic of people dying from it that we have been led to believe, and I really think that that's important. You know, there's a lot of fear in people around gaining weight. There's a lot of fear in people around body fat. And actually the United, in the United States, there's a stronger relationship between your BMI, which is your body mass index and disease and early death among groups more negatively affected by body image concerns. And they kind of defined that group. That was typically affected with body image concerned as younger people, Caucasians and women. So the reality is, is that basically feeling fat or fearing becoming fat has stronger health effects than being fat. And that is why, you know, I really like to emphasize mental health and we're trying to work and solve for an internal issue with external solutions. And that is why we aren't feeling happier. That is why, you know, these lifestyle changes aren't lasting because we're focusing on the wrong thing first. It's actually really interesting because death rates are um, lower in people that have a higher BMI. And higher in people that have a lower BMI. And this was, you know, pulled together from about 26 studies that concluded that overweight individuals were living slightly longer than those of normal weight. So, if you take into account the fact that, you know, less people are dying than we are led to believe, and actually it's people who are on the higher BMI scale that are living longer again, it comes back to this fact that we have this fear and that fear is almost stronger than carrying fat on your body itself. It's actually and would be more effective to raise the standards of the body mass index because that's more in line with the data and it actually aligns better with the relationship between BMI and mortality. So death from Weight does not actually really start to present itself in people who have a BMI of over 40. Now, the thing is, that's kind of crazy, is that people are considered overweight at a BMI of 25 and obese at a BMI of 30. Now, I understand people wanting to, you know, they consider this preventative. We don't want to start addressing an issue already when it's Arised, you know, you want to get to it before, but this is significantly lower than it needs to be, which is driving people to focus on being a lower body weight than they might naturally be. You know, we resent our bodies because... It struggles to lose weight, right? I would say a lot of people probably feel that gaining weight is easier than losing weight. And do you want to know why? I'm sure you do. (laughs) It's actually easier because your body's just trying to keep you alive. Our bodies weren't created with the mindset of like, oh, swimsuit season and Instagram models and six pack abs and whatever else. Your body was created in The or for the ability to keep you alive essentially during seasons of famine. So for a lot of our lives, you know, we didn't have this plethora of food around all the time. And there are a lot of people that still don't have that. So their bodies being able to hold on to weight... To um, prepare for a time where they might have access to less is incredible and wonderful. But because we have a constant access, we don't see it as incredible as it is. You know, we see it as my body is working against me. But that is where, and that should shine a light on your mindset around your weight, on your mindset around health. If you are resenting your body for not losing enough weight, then you are probably pushing your body to be a weight that it should not naturally be. And that might be an uncomfortable thought for you to settle into the truth that maybe the natural weight in which your body will be happiest is heavier than what society, quote, quote, deems desirable or worthy or beautiful. But if we can start to separate what reality looks like, what health looks like, what happiness looks like, from the diet culture view of that, we can all start to free ourselves up to be so much more empowered and so much happier. We have to shift the idea of health out of it just being about our BMI or just being about our weight. This is archaic. This is not taking into account so many other factors. I mean, think about it. If you just looked at health based on sleep or based on stress or your cholesterol, would that show you the full picture? I mean, all of these are important factors. But if I look at somebody and go, How many hours of sleep do you get? Oh, you get four. Mm, You're unhealthy. And if you get 12, oh, I mean, that's a lot of sleep too. So we'll just go with eight. Oh, that's picture perfect prime health. That means nothing in the grand scheme of things. So we have to stop letting the idea that this one factor tells the whole story. Because it shouldn't be how we define our attractiveness or our worthiness. It shouldn't be how we define our health. It shouldn't be how we define how we're allowed to show up. It's so much more important to shift and focus on habits, not your weight, not the scale, not the diet. We need to shift to your habits. So if you look at your life and say, yeah, I pretty much never work out and I don't remember the last time I ate a vegetable. I want to dig into that because you could be any body size and that be true for you. And you could be any body size and the opposite be true. And that is more important than how your physical body shows up. Your body is strong and powerful and beautiful, and it wants to be used and honored in that way. But if your only purpose in life is to focus on getting as thin as you can or as fit as you can, then you're missing it. You're just missing the point. Dieting actually does so much more harm than good, and it's kind of sad to to realize when I... When I realized how much harm dieting was doing to my body, I had already dieted for well over 10 years. The damage was kind of done in certain ways. But what dieting does is it shuts down your body's natural instincts and makes you feel disconnected from yourself. Or, you know, people will say out of control. They feel like if they stop dieting, they're not in control of themselves. Well, the reality is you don't feel in control because you're not in tune. You've never cued in and said, what sounds good to me right now? How are my hunger signals? How are my fullness signals? What do I feel like sounds like it tastes good? We're so cued out of that because we've been following a diet program for so long. But when you're dieting, and usually that means you're eating less than your body needs, what your body will do to try and get you to eat is it increases your smell sensitivity. It increases your desire for a lot of different foods. It makes you colder because that takes less energy. And it makes you feel more tired because that takes less energy if you're sleeping. Your body is solely trying to not work against you. It's trying to work for you. So dieting ends up cueing all these signals. And that's your body's natural way of saying, Hey, you are not taking care of me properly, but we ignore it. How many there? I can't even tell you how many times I have been told, you know, your body will eventually get used to eating less and then your appetite will decrease. And then slowly you'll be able to survive off of eating a very little amount. That is your body essentially realizing, okay, I have to make this work and hold on to everything possible, but it will not be functioning optimally. And when you do start allowing yourself to eat freely and fully, your body will slowly start to trust you and everything will start to work optimally. And the only reason you'll gain weight, honestly, is if you needed to. And there might be some who do gain weight because you're trying to figure out sort of how to relearn your relationship with food. And that's okay. But you have to give yourself the grace and the time to work through that, to separate your worthiness from your weight and say, this is a season where I'm trying to recreate the relationship with my body and recreate the relationship with food that it should have been all along before I ever started dieting. Dieting naturally will increase your set point weight. Like I said, you know, earlier, in the sense of that it will um, hold on to more of the nutrients or the food or the calories than it necessarily needs to, preparing for another season of famine. So what all of our goal kind of should be is to get to our body's natural set point weight. I've said that term before, but just in case you're unfamiliar with what a set point weight means, essentially it means the weight you maintain when you listen and respond to your body's hunger and fullness signals. It's the weight you maintain when you don't fixate on your weight or your food habits. Actually, um, there's a girl who I follow, Jennifer Roland. And she is an incredible, um, you know, thought leader in this space. And she shared something actually today that could not have been more timely about kind of what your ideal weight would look like. And she says, ultimately, your ideal weight is one where you can go out for ice cream with friends and truly enjoy the moment. It's where you can travel and try new foods while making memories with people that you care about. It's where you can chat about your hopes and dreams over brunch without calculating numbers in your head or feeling guilty about something that you ate. It's where you can fully engage in your life because you are not constantly consumed with the thoughts about food or your body. That really... Got me because so much of my life didn't look like that. So much of my eating, so much of my experience did not look that peaceful. It did not look that free, even if it might have on the surface to the people around me. But the reality is, is when you get to that place where food and the place that I feel like I'm much closer to now, where food doesn't occupy a lot of my mind, it doesn't, it's not something I fixate any, on anymore. It's not something I worry about anymore. When you get to that place, your ability to involve yourself in your life becomes so much easier and You want to because you all of a sudden have this energy that you used to focus on something so trivial to now focus on all these, your hopes and your dreams and your passions. We have to start with the reality that our worthiness does not come from our weight, that our worthiness does not come from our bodies. You are worthy in this body as you are now, even if you gain weight or lose weight, even if you never change From this moment on, because your worthiness is not wrapped up in that, and your health isn't wrapped up in that. Stop looking at your body as a way to measure how you're allowed to show up in this world and stop judging others for the same thing. How, you know, think about when you see somebody who might look physically how you wish you did, or might look physically in a way you've been trained to judge. Start becoming aware of some of those thoughts. Start becoming aware of the way that you have been trained to think and respond to people. And as you become aware, you'll realize, wow, I am making a lot of assumptions based on people's physical appearance. And there's so much more to you. There's so much more to me. And there's so much more to all the people around us than how we show up physically. So we have to stop defining each other by our weight. And we have to stop defining our health by our weight because it's a lot bigger picture. So if you want to start shifting today, I challenge you to shift and focus on your habits. And don't go, okay, because this can be a tenuous line of, again, going back into a diet mindset. Okay, now I need to eat tons of fruits and vegetables and working out regularly. Hold on, sister, back up. I challenge you to slow down and the only couple of things you can shift or start shifting. Try to get vegetables into most of your meals. Even if you're eating pizza or pasta, add it in or start with a salad. Don't don't worry about removing things yet. Add in. And when it comes to movement, stop doing things for the calorie burn or stop doing things because it's the trendy workout and really ask yourself what do you feel like doing today? And I've said this before, but for me, when I stopped working out just to be skinny or thin or whatever, I started to love walking and it used to seem silly and unproductive because like that doesn't burn enough calories and ain't nobody's going to waste my time doing that. I love it now. I walk so much more now and I enjoy it so much more now. So Ask yourself what can be some simple, healthy habit shifts that you can start making that have nothing to do with your weight, that have nothing to do with maybe your weight loss goals. Instead, focus on shifting that internal perspective out of defining your health by your body and your weight and start focusing on your habits first, and then the rest will fall in line if you do struggle with this worthiness, if you do struggle with how to um, kind of rebuild that relationship, I have a workbook available on my website, camiblease.com. It's under the shop tab and the workbook tab. Um, for the rest of the month, it is actually discounted to $20.00. If you use the discount code worthmore seven, that is just for the month of October. And I would love to share that with you because this work changed my life and it freed me up to talk about this type of stuff and follow my dreams when I stopped worrying so much about being thin enough to show up and you can show up now too. So I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to focus on your habits today and to show up boldly and proudly because you already are enough and you are allowed to occupy whatever space you're taking up. I hope y'all have an amazing day. Thanks for listening again to the Worth More podcast. It means so much to me and I will talk to you next time.